start a new series next month on Wednesdays. And we're going to talk about tonight what we're going to talk about when we talk about it. That made sense, didn't it? All right. Uh, we're going to talk about Christian attributes and Christian character and what a Christian ought to be. And I want to start out John 17, verse 17. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Look at the person beside you and say, you've been sent by him. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That's faith. That's faith. Not only am I going to pray for them, I'm going to pray for the ones that they're going to bring in because I know they're coming. That's powerful, amen? Uh, verse 21, that they all may be... One, as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be even as we are. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in... Are you getting the point? <laughs> And that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. God, we ask you, Lord, as we break the bread of life, Lord, help us do it, Lord, with an open heart that we may hear your word. Believe it, not just believe it, but, Lord, apply it to our life that we may be better for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. You can sit down. Romans 8.29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Um, sometimes we, we grab that scripture, and it's good to debate. Who did he foreknow? Who did he predestinate? How does predestination work? I'm going to skip that tonight. And I want to go to uh, to be conformed to the image of his son. To be conformed means having the same form as similar, conformed to, to be fashion-like. So the Bible tells us that we are to be, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. To be conformed to the image of Jesus. We should be similar. We should be in agreement. We should be in harmony with him. Um, to be conformed means you have to walk in agreement. You have to agree, first of all, you got to agree that what you are being conformed to is worth being conformed to. Amen. Well, we've sang enough worthy tonight for you to know that what we are being conformed to is worth being conformed to. Conformed, 
to look like, to act like, to walk in harmony, to be obedient or compliant, hmm. to act in accordance with prevailing standards or customs. Um, if we're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus, I want to let you know real fast, it's going to be on his terms. God does not change for anybody. We've read enough scripture to know that there is not a shadow of turning. I love when people come and ask you a question, they ask you a Bible question, and you give them a verse, and they're like, well, what about my cousin? Let me tell you what happened to them. Well, I mean, I hate that for your cousin, but God don't change. As much as I want him to sometimes, he doesn't change. Now, I say I want him to, but Thomas, when I really look at it, he knows what's best anyway. If God wrote it in his book, he didn't write it to take the joy out of your life and make you miserable. He wrote it because he knew how he created you and knows what works best for you. Because God is love. Amen? And because God is love, he wants to take care of what belongs to him. So if we're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus... We got to be willing to do it on his terms. If we're going to walk in harmony with him, we got to do it like Micah 6 and 8. He has showed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and love mercy and to walk, oh, to walk humbly with thy God. Um, years ago, um, church that I attended, there, there was, there was sp spiritual names is what they called it. Is that right, Sister uh, McKinney? said certain people had spiritual names. And somebody would go lay hands on them, and they'd pray for them, and they would, they would call them by their name. And somebody asked me what I thought about that, and I said, I think my spiritual name is, is humble. They said, why is that? I said, because every time they come and lay hands on me, they say, humble, humble. Humble. I'm like, yes, Lord, that's me. I'm humble. That was not my name at all. I believe God was trying to tell me something. To love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. You have to be willing to lay yourself aside so that you can be like Jesus. Um, the Bible, if you've not caught on to this, the Bible is a book about God. Okay, from the start to the end, it's a book about God. It's about his attributes. It's about the things he wants to do. It's about how he feels about things, his commandments on things. It's all about God. The problem is a lot of times we read the Bible trying to find us. Oh, I just want to find myself. Where do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Right here, right here. He showed the old man what is good and what the Lord requires of thee. Do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. It's not, it's, it, we, we make it, our flesh makes it difficult, but he wants us to walk in harmony. So here's how it works. When God gives a commandment, you don't get to rebuttal. Hey, let's try it. When God gives a commandment, you say, amen, absolutely, so be it. You can't change it. If God says love your neighbor, you say, Oh, come on now, let's do it. Here, here's what, let me tell you. When I say this, y'all say amen. He says, love your neighbor. Amen. amen. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. 
He says, walk humbly with me. He said, touch not evil things. Come out from among them. Say unto the Lord, touch not the unclean, and I will receive you. Amen. I will set no evil thing before my eyes. My amens are getting weak. The only way to do this is to be conformed to the plan of God. Uh, To be conformed. Let me find my cool definition here. I got one somewhere. To be conformed means to come alongside and begin to imitate. If you're trying to imitate somebody other than Jesus, then we're on the wrong track. Because we are Christians. And Christian means Christ-like. And I want to let you know, they didn't call themselves Christians. Other people called them Christians. Other people, they were first called Christians at Antioch. Somebody else saw them and said, these people are like Jesus. They are like Christ. They are Christian-like. And you can call yourself that, but it's a whole lot better if somebody else calls you that. Because there's a lot of people running around with titles and names, and and they're not Christ-like. I have met Bishop this, and I have met Brother that, and I've met a lot of them that are not Christ-like. Can I get a? Okay, good. This is going to be fun now. Amen. On demand. Christian character, character, character. It's not like this. It's not like, man, that guy's a character. (laughs) That's a different kind of character. Character is a commitment to a set of values. What are values? Something you value. That's pretty easy, right? What are your values? Something you value. Character is a commitment to those values. So if I'm going to have Christ-like character, I have to be committed to Christ-like values. Amen? I, I don't get to choose um, my own values. You, it scares me because we, we live in a generation that Disney has put this into our kids that you can be anything you want to be. No, you can't. No, you can't. We've heard songs. Since you were a little bitty boy sitting on your daddy's knee, he said, you can be anything you want to be. No, you can't. No, you can't. Not if you're going to go to heaven, you can't be anything you want to be. To get to heaven, you got to be like Jesus. You don't get to be anything. But now, it, it, this thing snowballed really, really fast. Because, I mean, they were saying, you know, you can do it. You could be anything. Don't let anybody hold you back. Now we got people that say they're cats. You can't be a cat. I just want to let you know, you cannot be a cat. I don't care how much you say you're a cat, you're not a cat. But, but I can be anything I want to be. They told me when I was a kid in Disney, they told me. They lied. They lied. Because if we're going to be like Jesus, we got to commit to Jesus' values. And he's got values, a lot of values. Because, you know, the reason he has so many values is he values you. He values us, and he values his creation. Uh, Miles Monroe said it like this one time. Character is where you conform 
your words, deeds, and action into one. Into one. You put all of those into one. Now, if your words don't match your actions, do you have good character? No. If somebody tells you something a lot and they never come through, do they have good character? No. They may have good intentions. And I have been guilty of this myself. And I have had to repent. My intentions were good when I said, I will help you. When it came time to help, I couldn't help. So I said, I am sorry. But your words and your actions and your deeds all got to meet in one. Because we read, Jesus said, make them one. Make them one. Now, he's, he's, he's talking some about unity. I get that. He's talking about the church being unified. But he said it so much that as you study through there, he said, make them one as we are one. And we understand that God is holy. Amen? Holy, holy, holy. Aaron, if God is holy, and if you look really close, you'll find out that he's called the holy, the holy one. The holy one. And because he's the holy one, and there is one, that means he is unified. God isn't scattered. So if, if you're going to be made whole, if you're going to be made whole, the first whole number that you come to is everything else under that is fractions. Right? It, it's broken underneath that. But you, you come to one. So if you're going to be made whole, you've got to be one. Now, character or the attribute of God is one. So that means that if I'm going to be in God's character or God's likeness, I too have to be one. I can't be, uh, you, you know, you know in, in, in certain places they call uh, numbers characters. You ever heard that? In computer mapping and all that stuff, they call numbers characters. Why do they call them characters? Because they're funny? Boy, that one, he's a character. No, why do they call one a character? I'm going to tell you why they call one a character or two a character. Because a two is always two. It, it, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning, a two is a two. At 4 a.m. On a, on, a, on a Saturday morning, a, a two is still a two. It doesn't change. It's a set value. So they call them characters. So what God is looking for me to do is carry a certain kind of character that I'm the same one on Sunday as I am on Thursday. I'm the same one. Make me one. Make me complete. Make me whole. Jesus would come to him and ask, Will thou be made whole, complete, not broken? So he's called us to be one, single-minded. He said, if your eye be Single. If your eye be single, then your whole body is full of light. But, but you can't look one way and then another way because that's two ways. He's wanting us to look one way. Let me say it like this. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God above you all, in you all, through you all. He wants us to be one with him, 
one single, not looking to the left, not looking to the right, but looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who is always able. Any man putting his hand to the plow, one direction. No, not that group. I'm saying one, one, one direction. And if you are going one direction, can you look back? If you look back, you are looking another direction. You're not one. But this is what the devil does. He tempts us to look the other way. Oh, here we go. The devil tempts us to not be in the right direction. He, he wants you to look to the left. He wants you to look to the right. Temptation is not always a bad thing. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Temptation is not always a bad thing because temptation comes to prove your character. Sometimes temptation comes and makes you better. Amen. Temptation. Temp. Temptation. Take the first four letters. Temp. So if I was to ask you, what's your temp? What are you going to say? 98? So you know what? Because temptation has to do with a measurement of heat. So temptation comes to check you. It comes to gauge your character. First, its, it's goal is to divide you. Because an unstable man, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man. But a single-minded man uh, preach, preacher. A single-minded man, he's not unstable in all of his ways. So temptation comes to check your character. So when it comes, it comes with heat. I don't know. We, we, we call the heat of passion. Why is that? Because it, it, it's coming to tempt you to make you see if you're strong enough to not give in to that. What are you doing to fortify yourself to overcome temptation? Because the tempter's coming. So we take temptation. Then we take, these, these, all these words are related, temperature. We take temperature. And then if we break temperature down, we get temper. Temper. Not the kind you're thinking of. Listen, we all have a temperament, all of us. A temper doesn't mean that you're hot-headed. He has a temper. We all have a temper. Temper means whether you are going to be excited or whether you're going to be calm. That's your temperament. But we, you know what we think of? We think of the one guy. And boy, he's got a temper. Well, so does Grandma sitting over in the corner. She got one too. The problem is when the temptation comes, boy, some people flare up, right? 
But when we're talking about tempering, my mind goes to metal. Because when metal is formed, it is brittle. It is very brittle. I'm going to liken you to metal. Look at the person beside you and say, he said I'm a man of steel or a woman of steel. So you got this metal, and it comes out, and it's hard, and it's brittle. And the way you make it stronger is you heat it. There comes the temperature. You temper it. The, 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 the temptation comes, and it comes with heat, and it comes with, with, with whatever it comes with, desire, or whatever it comes with. It comes, and it is going to, it's, it's going to, it's going to bring heat. The Bible says, can a man take fire into his bosom and not be burnt? It does not answer that question because we know the implication. We know what is implied, that he cannot. But if we keep reading the Bible, David said, though I make my bed in hell, as long as you're with me, the temptation may come. The devil is coming, seeking whom he may devour. But that means that there's somebody that he cannot devour. He doesn't know until he tries. Oh, glory. Oh, I feel preachy now. He comes and he brings the, he brings the heat. And he knows exactly how to push your buttons. He's watched you. And he's listened to you. And you tell people your weaknesses. It was like, oh, I didn't know that. I think I'll jump right on that. You know what my problem is? I hate reading. Hate it. Really? Well, that's great. I'll put so much stuff in front of them. Let me tell you when the devil gets nervous. When you sit down and read your Bible. Why does he get nervous? Because he's coming to try to stop you from getting it. But when he sees singleness of mind, he gets nervous. So tempering comes, and it's heated. And if it's heated too hot, it melts. It gives in under the pressure. But if it can withstand the pressure, look this up. This is so neat because it says it ta- when they temper metal, they take it to the right below the critical point. Right below the critical point. Have you ever told God, say, God, I know that somebody said you won't put more on me than I can bear, but you must trust me an awful lot? Because he takes you right below the critical point. The Bible says he will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Because here's what happens if you bear it and you don't break under the pressure of it. After it's all over, you become stronger and you, oh, are you listening to me? The devil took his best shot. The devil took his best shot. He tried. He pushed. The, the, the temptation was there. But I withstood. And because I withstood that, I am mightier now than I was before that came my way. Are you hearing me? Well, you know, who cares if I give in to this temptation? Nobody will know. God knows. Who, who you know, well... I love mercy, so I'll just ask him to give me mercy again. Here's what happens when the metal shatters. When the metal melts under pressure, 
when it melts under the heat, it becomes slag. And it ain't good for nothing. Get it away. It's not good for anything. But here's what's great about the mercy of God. If you melt under the pressure, you repent, and he gives you a brand new sheet of metal. It's the best analogy I could come up with for this. Lord, I failed. All right, here you go. And man, he put he puts he puts you back together. Listen, God puts you back together. Okay, great. Now you're back together. You've repented. You, you, you've, went, you, you've prayed. You said, God, I'm back on track. Here I go again, God. Watch me roll. Guess what's going to happen? You still got to go through the tempering process. You will keep taking that test over and over and over until you pass it. Why? Because God sees a finished product in you and he knows how much heat it's going to take to get you there and he's not just going to let you sit idly by and be brittle. No, he wants you to be useful. So let me sum this up by saying it like this. It does matter what goes on in your life. At 2 o'clock in the morning when nobody's there. It does matter. It matters to God. It, it does. It does matter. I remember this very well. Hadn't talked to this guy that I knew for quite a while. And out of the blue, I mean just wham. I hadn't talked to him for months. Grab my phone and I text him and I said, you know, it's the same God whether you're in town or out of town. Same God. No response. He didn't say nothing. Until about a week later, I get a phone call. Hey, where you at? I said, man, I'm out here at Glade working on a shower. What are you doing? All right. What time do you take lunch? I really don't like take, I just eat and go. Well, can you take lunch today? Yeah. Do you need me? Yeah. I'm coming out there. I'm picking you up. Where are you at? I told him where I was at. Here he comes. He said, man, you have no idea what happened last week. I said, what happened last week? He said, I got a text from you. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I did text you. Yeah. He said, he said, I said, what was that about? He said, when you text me, I was sitting at a table at a bar with another woman. He said, I looked down at that text. He said, man, it ate at me. I, got, I had to talk to you. I had to talk to you. He said, man, I'm in a mess. I said, you're in a mess. You're in a mess. He said, man, I got a, I got a problem. I got a weakness. I got a struggle. I, said, I hear you. I hear you. He said, man, if you take, if you take a bottle of booze and sit on that table, nothing. He said, you can take drugs and put it on the table, nothing. He said, but I got an issue that I need to deal with. I said, man, how serious are you about your relationship with God? Because if you value what he values, you're going to have to give this up. He worked it out. He worked it out. Why? Man, God is good. 
One, God is gracious. Man, you'll be sitting somewhere about to do something crazy, and some crazy preacher will text you. Not even know what they're saying, but they're texting you. God's able. He'll rescue you if you'll let him. But once he rescues you, get ready. Because the fire is still coming. As them country preachers say, honey, the fire's coming, honey. And its job is to make you better. We got to stop giving into it and asking for forgiveness. We got to overcome it before we ever get to it. Amen. There is an army. It's a remnant army that God has ready for this last day. We have got to stop giving in to everything the enemy brings at us because you're going to go through it again. If you belong to Jesus, you're going to go through it again. Well, but preacher, you just don't know. You just don't know me. See, I've got this weakness. No, you've got this lust. We call it weakness, and it sounds so much better. Makes me feel better about it anyway. The lust of the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the, and the pride of life. Hey, listen, your sin will fit in there somewhere. Your sin will fit in there somewhere. Somewhere. Those things are not of the Father. So if we're going to have his character, we can't have those things in us either. We got to get rid of this idea that he's just going to keep forgiving us, 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 forgive 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 me again, forgive me again, forgive me again. It's me again, Lord, forgive me again. Hey, it's me again, forgive me again. Well, Lord, I just want to stop myself, forgive me again. Here's the problem with that. He that committeth sin is of the devil. You know what committeth means? Don't mean he that commits sins of the devil. That means you're human. Over and over and over and over and over. Repetitive sin. Over and over and over and over and over. That's not the work of God. So, okay, you got that going on in your life right now. Glad you're here. So glad you're here. God sent me here just for you. If you got that going on in your life, you can stop it right now. You don't have to say, well, this is how I've always been. It will stop now. Do you believe that you can call on the name of Jesus and that he'll deliver you from whatever you've been saying? Forgive me for it. Forgive me for it. Forgive me for it. Yes, he will. Do you want him to? Well, hmm, kind of, but I kind of like it. It's really hard to overcome a devil that you like playing patty cake with. That's tweetable. Man, God's challenging us. Do you feel it? Do you hear it? Say, man, don't be a hypocrite. Hypo means less than. Don't be a hypocrite. You know what a hypocrite is? An actor. You know what hypocrites do? They get into character. 
They're actors. Listen, that's two people. He didn't call us to be two. He called us to be one. Man, I'm telling you, when I act, when my words and my deeds and my actions don't line up, I'm in sin. So I don't want to be an actor. Man, I want to be real. Real. Anybody with me? Amen. 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 There's too many pretenders out there anyway. Did y'all see, I don't know, a couple months back, Benny Hinn apologized. Did y'all see that? Anybody see that? If you've seen it, raise your hand. Yeah, he, he apologized for all them theatrics and stuff he was doing. That took a lot. There's, still, there's a whole lot of them that ain't going to apologize. But I appreciate him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glad he did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Right? <laughs> what are y'all laughing at? Welcome to the Isle of Fiji. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, man, that's awesome that he repented. Said he was sorry after all those years. He got tired of acting. Do you ever get tired of acting? Do you ever get tired of just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we can take this on and win it. Because if you win it on the other side, you're stronger. You are stronger. Amen. Come on, musicians. Hope you got a cool song for that one. So we're going to talk about Christian character. It won't be as <laughs> tough as that one. That was the prelude. We'll talk about the fruits of the Spirit, how they ought to operate in our life. We're going to talk about the Beatitudes. We're going to marry those two together. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I can preach to you those Beatitudes all I want, but without the Holy Ghost in you, you can't do them. You can't. It's, it's, it's tough with him in there. Somebody say, amen. Amen. But the more you go, the, the gooder you get at it. The more you go, the gooder you get. <laughs> Man, are you ready? Too long we've re relied on our charisma, not our character. As, as parents, as preachers, as workers, your talent is amazing. Your gift is awesome. But you know what your gift will do without character? Get you in trouble. Your gift will get you in trouble without character. Amen. Amen. Preacher told me years ago, said, Damon, God's anointed you. I said, thank you. He said, no, I want to warn you. The devil sees it too, and he's after you. I said, thank you. Thank you. Here's what happens when you got the anointing of God in your life. The enemy's going to come, and he's going to try you, see if it's real or not. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on to what? The name of Jesus. Next time the trial comes, stand up and look at it and say, in the name of Jesus, I will not be moved. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? I hope so. Amen. Amen. Stand.
Because what's going to happen is when God sees what you do in private, he's going to reward you openly. Well, preacher, that's my private life. There is no private life. My private life? How do you have a private life? What does that mean? Do do you have a private life? I'm going to tell you you don't. Because God's watching you. The whole time, God's watching you. And he sees what you do in secret. He's going to reward you openly. So how about that for your private life? If your private life is real good, he's just going to drag it out and show everybody and bless you. If it's bad, he said, be sure your sins will find you out. That's scary, ain't it? That's scary. You're like, does that have an expiration, preacher? I sure hope that has an expiration. Amen. Let's sing. Let's pray. If you need prayer tonight for any reason, if you need to worship, you can worship. We're going to sing this song to give you a chance to respond to what you've heard. If you just need to pray for yourself, say, God, I don't want to just rely on my gift, Lord. I want to rely on my character. It ain't about my charisma. God, it's about my relationship with you.